All right, folks. Thank you for tuning back into another episode of Bucks of America Podcast Cooking Edition. I want to say thank you for those who tuned in and watched the episode on Wednesday that we went over the hunt wall and different aspects and features that have come with it. Um, please make sure you go and sign up for Best of the Best Hunt. It's The, the, the expiration file is, is on June 5th, so please get that taken care of because you only have a couple of days left. Now, this episode, this is all pre on, on the cuff with d'angelo he came out he has a couple he has a couple recipes that are just kind of happy accidents i like to call them because i i've I've had a lot of good ones for some other reason i just have a string of good luck with it like uh for an example sunday night i cooked up some ribs with uh this random seasoning from mason city with this uh bacon bourbon jelly along with this crunks uh jalapeno seasoning put it all together and it would just it would just happen to fire never worked with any of them i just kind of told everybody sample them all get everybody's opinion on them what do you think do you like it should i use it everybody gave me the green light even my daughter gave the green light put it on some chicken too and i and i barely have any leftovers at all so that was definitely a win in the cal uh, category for me Mm-hmm. Sounds delicious. Oh, it, it was, man. It was, especially after having a few beers. And then we got into some curveball whiskey, which is a barbecue whiskey based <laughs> in Wisconsin. Then, we, then my dad showed us some some Canadian velvet that's apple. And like, oh, that's, 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 you have to like it. And then my dad, <laughs> <laughs> and then my dad decides, like, hey, let's bust out the fireballs. Like, mmm, it's all you. He just turned 72. And it's like that motherfucker just drank a whole bunch of fireball. I watched him drink on Friday and Saturday. And then Sunday, we took it easy. And then yesterday, then yesterday being Monday, I was like, well, we're letting our livers rest. It's a day of rest. <laughs> like and I said, thanks. my wife, my wife's family's from Wisconsin, so we go out there quite a bit. So I'm I'm familiar with the fish fries on Fridays uh-huh. and the Milwaukee's best that gets or spotted cow that gets drunk. <sighs> yes, that is the that is by far the best beer out there, and the and the best part is is like it's not tranny fluid, so it's like you're gonna be able to have a good buzz and have a good quality <laughs> uh, beer. You know what I mean? So, but when you're when you're back out in Wisconsin, D'Angelo, swing by Woodman's, stock up. And, and if you're familiar with Woodman's, D'Angelo, then you know you're going to get the best quality of uh, alcohol for the cheapest price around. But pick up some <laughs> Curveball, man. It, it is surprisingly good at negative three degrees in a freezer. It just <laughs> it just slaps real good. A little goes a long ways. Now, curious, D'Angelo, you had mentioned that you have a couple recipes you want to share. I'm completely in the dark there, folks, but I'm going to let Angelo explain his concoctions. Yeah, so... Surprisingly enough, the two that I will share, um, pretty simple, and they both come from antelope and not um, elk or deer. Uh, I killed my first antelope in 2021, and um, antelope's interesting. It's very polarizing. Either you love it or you hate it. There's typically nobody in between. Um, My first recipe is um, antelope carnitas. Um, from a, um, was it a rear quarter or a front quarter? It was one of the quarters. Um, basically seasoned it up, let it sit in. So what I season it with, I typically season most of my stuff with, um, it, if it's going to be like Mexican style, I use salt, like to use like the pink Himalayan sea salt. So there we go. Yeah. My, um, exotic salts <laughs> and then some pepper, um, I use some ancho chili, uh, ancho chili powder, oregano, 
garlic powder, onion powder, um, and then some paprika. Let that sit and marinate um, for a night. And then once we're ready to throw it into the, the slow cooker, put it in the slow cooker, um, I add some lime, I add some, some oranges. I tip, when I cook, I typically cook with, um, I typically cook with yellow onion, green onion, and garlic. So I'll chop all that up, throw it in the crock pot, and then with some um, chicken stock and um, kind of let that cook until it's basically falling off the bone. And then once that's done and once it's all falling off the bone, I will take it off and shred it all up. And then to serve it, um, I'll make some pickled, pickled onions. Um, do that with, with some red onions, throw it in the jar with some vinegar and some sugar and some honey maybe, or instead of sugar, do some honey. And then um, I will, when it's time to make the carnitas, I'll take them out and throw some of the meat in a pan. And one of the things that I've started to do um, is cook it in duck fat, which adds just a whole nother. Oh, fuck, but you're singing, you're, you're singing my praise. <laughs> I, love, I love duck fat. It wasn't so expensive, but boy, yeah, it just slaps when it's put together, though. But you can't put a price on good food. That's um, that's very true. I, I agree with you. Yeah, that 100% right there. Um, so, yeah, we'll I'll put the I'll take the meat, throw it in um, in a pan with some duck fat, let it get nice and crisp, um, throw some cheese and then. Once I'm done with the meat, I'll put the tortilla in with some oil and get, let that get crisped up. It's either a corn or a flour tortilla. And then. But the raw ones. The raw ones. Yeah. Yes. Got to be the raw ones. Can't be any other. Um, they got to be the ones where you got to cook them to eat them. Um, and then um, plate everything. So I put the you know, tortilla on the plate with some cheese. So the cheese melts on the tortilla. And then I'll throw on the meat avocados, the pickled onions, um, cilantro, sour cream, whatever you want to deck out your taco with, um, and then throw on the meat. So that's the, um, that is the carnita. And then my other favorite cut is definitely the tenderloin. And this is something that's just super simple. Um, and it is basically, you get a cast iron skillet, cast iron skillet, you salt and pepper up that tenderloin and um, get you some garlic, some cloves, some whole cloves of garlic, um, oil the skillet, and then throw your garlic in there, let it get a little bit brown, then throw your butter in there, put your, um, your tenderloin in the pan, get you some sprigs of rosemary and thyme, throw that in the pan as well. And as that butter browns, you want to just scoop that keep lap scoop it lap it lap it up on that tenderloin and cook it to your desired doneness and that is wild game culinary nirvana right there yeah oh, i feel like one of, the, one of the things too i feel like with wild game so i have twin boys that are seven years old and they love everything my wife is the one that cooks up all the recipes and i feel like a lot of people when they struggle with like a gamey taste that you're not used to you know it's not beef and chicken a good way to like break that down. So it, you don't have that taste that I don't feel like a lot of people use all the time and they'll use lemon and lime, but the oranges and squeezing the oranges over everything. And then set it like, if you're putting it in a 
crock pot or something, let those oranges sit in there with it or let all that citrus, yeah, that marinate with it. I feel like that cuts down a lot. Like, well, you know, neighbor kids over, I don't tell them what it is and we cook it, they eat it and they love it. Um, But I think a lot of it is using, uh, you know, the orange juice and garlics and those things to try to help cut that, that gamey taste. Or find the ones that complement it. Like the rosemary and the thyme, mm-hmm. they complements the kind of sagey taste that the antelope may have or the deer may have. Mm-hmm. That uh, tenderloin recipe is that how you prepared the heart? No, well? that was that was a meat eater. It was whiskey and um, coffee. Yeah, that was Dude, that. Yeah, if you don't have that meat eater book, we could send you that recipe. Gilo cooked that up. We had that. So like on Tuesday nights, we we normally have our hunt wallet meeting, like we were saying. And, you know, what we do is we cook whoever's hosting cooks, you know, for all the guys and the families and stuff. Um, and we always, you know, try different things. But D did like the heart and the liver that day, I think. The heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was uh, it, you, we had no it didn't taste like you were eating a muscle. Oh, man, that's delicious. I love eating heart. Heart is one of my favorite things to eat. Uh well, you reminded me like with using different citruses too. It's like, I haven't, I haven't done this yet, but I want to play around with some cuts of meat with using pineapple. Cause pineapple has that, uh, that enzyme that actually eats away. Like you, like when you, you're, when you eat it with your, when you eat it stuff like that, it, you get that, uh, that, that acid taste, but also breaks down your gums and stuff like that. It's kind of gets rough on your mouth and such, but I figured that would be a good alternative, a good way to do it too. Cause I know my mother-in-law, she uses that on her ham and such, and she just picks the big old circles puts them all over the place and just dumps the, the the can of that in there. But boy, like add more brown sugar to it. That ham just it never have anything left over after a yeah. massive Thanksgiving. Yeah, mm-hmm. good like a good all pastor, mm-hmm. pineapple. Yeah. yeah, nine o'clock here in Colorado, and you were making me starving right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is. That is so true. If you guys ever have a chance to, to meet up with Brandon Waddell with the, the Mount Arch, Mount Archery Fest, and if you ever have a chance and he's cooking, buy those tickets because he is a uh, a master chef. I mean, he was worked at a one star Michelin restaurant there in Colorado for fifteen years. He's got a culinary book of whole bunch of different stuff. But he was on the podcast. We talked for another hour after we just got done talking about Mount Archery, Archery Fest, and oh. He sent me his uh, his bear loin uh, rolled in coffee and how he, it just it was absolutely delicious and a couple little different recipes and such. He is just a when you get when you get him talking about fish or about uh, cooking, his just face just lights up. He just it's like you just want to find out. It's like can can you just cook? We'll just yeah. bring in the meat. <laughs> I feel like on his uh, Instagram stories in like the last couple of weeks, he's been. And all those, all their, those math events that he's been doing on setup on, I feel like he showed some of those. Looked like he did like a bomb, like elk popper or something that I saw him working on. But yeah, it definitely. We met him at Sportsman's Expo two years ago. Last year. Last year. Last year. Um, couldn't have been nicer. Well, our, I think our booths were like catty corner to each other. Um, and he, he, we really, really enjoyed the brief conversation that we had with him, but I had no idea that he had a culinary background. 
Yeah, he did that for 15 years, and he did also did a lot of truck driving too. We talked about some of those stories on, on the on the podcast as well because he he's driven up and down 80, I 90, 35 all throughout here and such from his from his uh, days of doing that. So he's only been doing math for five six years. So it's been a, a very short stint outside of those particular uh, careers. But yeah, he's on his third career now. That's awesome. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like I have, yeah, I have. One, I got one more. Ooh, um, do tell. This one's I got to go back in the art. So my family's originally from Louisiana, mm-hmm. um, and Boudin is a big thing, mm-hmm. popular in Louisiana, which is basically like it's like meat with rice um, in a casing that you can you can either grill it, you can either parboil it, and you grill it, you can just eat it right. Put it on some on some crackers or something like that, or if you parboil it, you can put it on crackers. Um, and that's typically how you eat it um, down south. Or they put them in balls and they put breading around them and they fry them. Which I mean, you can it's fry delicious. anything and it's <laughs> delicious. Um, but basically, um, the boudin that I made was from a deer, and it consists of a bunch of green onion, um, yellow onion, garlic. Um, you add like some parsley in there, um, season it, salt, pepper, garlic powder, onion powder, oregano, just get you some extra like concentration of flavors in there. Um, you boil all of that. You boil some liver because uh, it has some liver in there to give you kind of like that, like a minerally taste, but not over not overbearing. Um, so you boil all of that and then you put it all in a, a process of like a food processor. Um, you boil you some rice. And then you combine everything together and you get you some a casing and you put all of the filling in this casing. And once it's in the casing, you can tie it off or whatever. And like I said, you can grill that or you can like parboil that and then you eat it on some um, like crackers or bread or toast or something like that. Yeah. When we, when we were in college, I think it was for like Thanksgiving or something. Dee's family came up and uh, cooked everything up there and just at the house traveled with that oh he traveled with it but that was like the first time i had boudin and i think when i came home he showed me like where you could order it from and it was like a 400 dollars charge on the credit card that came through like just buying everything because you can freeze it so i think we bought it was something outrageous i don't remember how many pounds it might have been like 150 pounds and we split it wow that's insane <laughs> that was a catastrophe, I'm sure, for the next several days. But the boudin—that's a good snack mm-hmm. for sure. Oh man, that sounds just delicious. I have a my wife has a friend of hers down from Louisiana, and when she was up here, she cooked us some really good meals. And it's like I I got I love that down south cooking. When you mentioned duck fat, there was a kid on Master Chef, the kids edition. This 12 year old, he took and fried up catfish. In front of Gordon Ramsay with duck fat, and it he it won the competition. It's that good, apparently, and it blew uh, Gordon Ramsay out of the water. I'm uh, putting the two together, and it just produced such a delicious flavor. Man, that sounds delicious, right? Except that you got to do it on the uh, Master Chef's dime instead of his own. <laughs> <laughs> Well, gentlemen, I, this is a fun conversation. Is there any any other recipes that you want to talk about? Like, if you have any desserts or any other appetizers, and if you and if if not, I, we, I'll let you go. Yeah. 
No, just we can just do it again if we come up with more. Just pair yeah. with a good wine. That's all I have. To, that's my contribution. <laughs> good wine. There we go. Well, thank you, gentlemen, for giving donating your time to me, and it was a fun conversation getting to know you three. So thank you again. Yes, thank appreciate you, you appreciate having us. It was nice to meet you. You're very welcome, guys.